What a morning already. <laughs> Living in God's bounty. That was the theme for the month. Living in God's bounty. God is good. <laughs> Week one talk. God is good all the time, forever and ever, right? That's what this month was about. It was about seeing the good all around us. So let's talk about death. And that, my friends, is nervous laughter. <laughs> Ernest Holmes said this. He said, I believe, in the excuse me, I believe in the continuation of the personal life beyond the grave, in the continuity of the individual stream of consciousness with full recollection of itself and the ability to know and make itself known. I find it interesting that in the Science of Mind textbook, the chapter 23 on immortality is the only chapter in the Science of Mind textbook where Ernest Holmes speaks in the first person. He says what he believes is true after death. He never says that's what happens to us after we die. <laughs> he just says it's what he believes. He simply makes a statement of what he thinks happens to him after he dies. He goes on to say, our contention is not that dead men live again, but that living man never dies. That is a bold statement. <clears throat> he, he once told his brother Fenwick he couldn't even do memorial services if, if he, Ernest, believed in death. He wouldn't even be able to do them. He believed in the eternality of the soul forever and ever unfolding moving from one plane of beingness to another. He not necessarily, he did not believe in reincarnation. He believed in the unfolding of the soul forever and ever expanding to higher planes of beingness. <clears throat> so, for those of us living on this plane of beingness, I find the question, what happens to you after you die, kind of boring, don't you? What difference does it make? What difference does it make? We're all going to find out at some point, are we not? Absolutely. But we're talking about the dying himself. We're all going to find out. We're all going to get there. Nobody, nobody escapes that. I know, I was interviewed by the reader, so I know. <laughs> there's, a column, there's a column called Sheep and Goats, and it's all about different faith traditions. They interview a different religious leader or, or spiritual leader every month or whenever it comes out. Anyway, it, <clears throat> they inevitably ask at the end of every single interview of every single leader, re religious or, or spiritual leader, they ask you what happens, what do you believe happens after you die? That's it. What does your faith tradition say happens to you after you die? And I told them I didn't think it was important that that was kind of a throwaway question. What happens to you after you die? Who cares what happens to you after you die? The important question is how well do you live? How well do we live? <laughs> Face it, we're all gonna find out what happens to us when we die. That mystery will be solved at some point. But, but what happens now, in the meantime? What are we doing in the meantime? What kind of life are we living here and now? If we are truly living in God's bounty, and that's what this month was all about, living in God's bounty, 
That's the theme for the month, <laughs> living in God's bounty. And God is good all the time, forever and ever. What are we doing to expand that consciousness, to expand on that bounty of good, to be good for all, right? How are we living or are we living in such a way to create a better life for ourselves and others? to recreate that garden experience, that heaven on earth. Or at the very least, do no harm. If we can't do good, at least don't mess up. <laughs> Thank you, Patricia, because I was right there. <sighs> you know, <laughs> it seems to me today is all we have. Ernest Holmes said today, now, here, this is where our power resides. This is what we have right here, right now, this present moment. The past is gone. Future hasn't happened, nor is it guaranteed. Now is the only time we exist in. Hmm. This moment right here. Oh, look, it's gone. Now there's another one right here, right now. All the good, all the harmony, all the love, all the unity, all the happiness there ever was or ever will be is existing right here, right now in this present moment. This is all we have. Ernest Holmes said this. He said, there is nothing in the universal order that denies that individual's good or self-expression, as long as that self-expression does not contradict the general good, does not contradict goodness itself. There is nothing in the universe that denies us the right to be happy. If our happiness does not deny or interfere with that general good of others. The universe remains unlimited, though the whole world suffers from a sense of limitation. So that means if my idea of happiness is to take it from someone else, it's based on a false belief. Or that good is in limited supply. Or if I, have to, if I get to have more, that means somebody else gets less. Those are all false beliefs. That limited pie mentality is a human construct. It doesn't, it doesn't exist in the mind of God. God is abundance and love and joy and all of those qualities up there. Freedom and balance and order and beauty. And the only way we experience them is giving them to others. Isn't that true? The only way we experience all that is by giving it away. I love it. Just try out giving God. You think you're happy now? Give it away to somebody else and see much happier you are. Right? You think you're experiencing joy now? Give it to some people. Give it to five other people you know. Just spread your joy around and see what happens. You get more. You just keep getting more. You cannot outgive God. Hmm. The more good we share, the more good we have. Ernest Holmes said, we must instill into the mind the fundamental proposition that good is without bounds. You want to say that again? We must instill into the mind the fundamental proposition that good is without bounds. There's no limit to the amount of happy you can be. There is no limit to the amount of wisdom you can attain. There's no limit to the amount of unity you can feel. These qualities of God are endless and boundless and limitless and, and, and extend to an, to an eternity. He went on to say this. He said, indeed, it is only as we experience good that God is expressed through us. The more completely we realize good, happiness, or success, the more perfectly do we express God 
the more God we become. That is, the more does God become personified through us. God is made real through us. God is personified through us. We are the arms and the legs and the eyes and the ears and the voice of spirit on earth. We are the place where spirit is made manifest in form. So of course God is good. We are good expressing. We demonstrate good, we demonstrate God, yes? When we demonstrate good, we demonstrate God. So we find ourselves doing good. Opening doors for people, letting people in our lane on the freeway. Did you, have you done that lately? <laughs> Surprises the heck out of people. <laughs> right? Meeting a stare with a smile or a, or a good morning or a good day as we pass somebody on the street or at the gym or on the hiking trail. Good morning. How you doing? I do it when I'm walking my dog. Surprised the stuff happens out of people. Ernest Holmes, Ernest Holmes said a, a stranger is just a friend he hadn't met yet. I love that. Do you love that? A stranger is just a friend he hadn't met yet. And he said this in Ideas for Living. He said, we should give ourselves in love to service to others in the spirit of generosity and good fellowship. To refuse to give is to refuse to receive, for everything moves in circles. Real giving is the givingness of the self, a kind word, a thoughtful act. Perhaps just a smile can help lighten the burdens of others. That was in his book, Ideas for Living. And it's easy to do here, isn't it? <laughs> it's easy to do in our little sacred circle here at Vision. Everyone here in this room is a friend or a friend you haven't met yet. <laughs> we know this. We're safe here and we're loved. And I would have said it, but I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> we're supposed to say that at the beginning. Oh, my God, whoever you are, wherever you've been, you are welcome here. You are safe and you are loved. And I forgot to say it at the beginning. <laughs> Holy moly. <clears throat> but we know this. We know this is a safe space. We know we are safe. We know we are loved here. We say it every Sunday morning, except for this one. <laughs> because I can act like an idiot sometimes and totally forget what the script is. But you forgive me for that. You see, because we are unconditionally loving toward each other. You know, I know I'll be forgiven and accepted. When you do the same thing, you get, you know, those skilled and unskilled behaviors that come out of each one of us, right? And what we know is right here in this safe space, we are loved unconditionally and we are forgiven, right? We are among like-minded people, but what happens when we go out there? What keeps us from extending our love to everyone out there like we do in here? And I think the answer is fear, right? Fear. Fear of the other. Fear of whatever is going to show up. Fear that they're not going to be a good person like we are. <laughs> right? And we're going to get to talk about that next month because, yay, November is untethered from fear. <laughs> That's the theme for the month. Wow, we're really going to get into it next month, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. But here's what I know is that it is fear in whatever form it chooses to take, power of prayer. That's core concept four. Prayer increases our faith. That's why we do it. We don't do it to God. We don't do it to, to worship God or to give thanks to God or to somehow praise God. God does not need our approval. We have and then we're gonna have less. 
It's always fear. And here's what I know. Love bats last. <laughs> you know? <laughs> fear doesn't, doesn't win in the end. It doesn't. Because love bats last. Grace bats last. We overcome those limited thoughts, and we replace them with thoughts of love and thoughts of truth. Ernest Holmes said this. He said, there is no reason we should ever stop accepting more and more good. Our thought should enlarge so big it can't help gathering in more and more, even though, with the other hand, we are distributing what we gather. Isn't that lovely? He goes on to say, indeed, the only reason for having is so we can give to others. Isn't that beautiful? The only reason for having is so we can give to others. And that's, and that's where this talk came to, right? The only reason we have good, we gather good, is to give to others. Our good is forgiving. And I like that phrase, our good is forgiving. Because there's something about forgiving there, isn't there? Our good is forgiving. Our good is for giving and forgiving. There's something there in that as well. It's only when we stop being in other people's business, stop judging, stop condemning, stop looking at our neighbor's paper. (laughs) Keep your eyes on your own paper, like when we were in grammar school, that we can harvest our own good. Stop being involved in your neighbor's paper. We don't want, we don't desire, tend, and, and manifest good for ourselves in a vacuum, but not for everybody else. Ernest Holmes said, the only good that you can have is the good for all. Good for one of us is good for all. God is in everything. God is good. Therefore, God is good everywhere and everyone. There is no place where God is absent. Ernest Holmes said this. He said, in conclusion there, God is all there is means all that there is. Is God occupied? God personalized? God individualized? God in everything as that thing. God is giving this itself. And that's what we remember, isn't it, when we come here? When we come to a place like this, when we engage in our spirituality, when we remember who we are, we're not saying, me alone. I'm not saying, I'm God and everybody else is not. Or, I'm God and all the people that agree with me are God. (laughs) But all those people out there are not. We don't say that, right? We know, we know we've created God in our image when our God hates all the same people we do. We're not that. We're not that. We know that all faces are faces of the divine. We know that everywhere we look and everyone we see is God in hiding. We know God is in all colors and all races and all sexual orientations and all people everywhere. No one is left out (laughs) off the list. Our God, our good is everywhere. All the time. I have this... this, um, uh, quote from Ernest Holmes I was just really taken with, so I handed it out to him. Well, I'm going to hand it out to everybody. Somebody wants to come up and get him. It, it is a quote Ernest Holmes said, good and more good is mine. There is no limit to the good that is mine. Thank you. 
Everywhere I go, I see this good. I feel it. I experience it. It presses itself against me. It flows through me. It expresses itself in me and multiplies itself around me. That is the world we live in. That is the limitless scope and nature of the universe in which we live. There is no limitation. There is no lack. That is only in the human mind that can create such a construct. We are love. We are that. God is good all the time. And I want to finish with this from the Talmud. Do not be daunted by the enormity of the world's grief. Do justly now. Love mercy now. Walk humbly now. You are not obligated to complete this work, but neither are you free to abandon it. Thank you.